Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Dan Colonhe, and he is the head of learning and development for a technology company and is based in Lexington, Kentucky. He also invests in large apartment complexes and is a managing partner of Avanza Investments, where he focuses on helping other working professionals achieve excellent returns through multifamily real estate investing. And he has an incredible story for us today about how he's been able to go from zero to 487 units and how he's been able to get into multifamily, his journey from there. And so I'm super excited to have this conversation with Dan. So welcome to the show, Dan. How are you doing? Thank you. Doing great. Great to be here. So Dan, can you share with us a little bit more about your background and how you got started with real estate? Yeah, my background is is a little bit unique. So I'm the first born in the US in my family. My parents were both born in Cuba. And in about 1960, they fled the country. Fidel Castro had become leader of the country and things weren't going in a very good direction. At least that's what my grandparents were thinking at the time. So then their thought was, you know what, let's just go to Miami for a long vacation. We'll spend a few months there, let things kind of cool down in Cuba and then go back home. Well, they got to Miami and things just kept getting worse in Cuba and then worse and And then at one point they just decided, well, you know what, we're, I guess we're here. We're going to have to stay. So they left, you know, everything back in Cuba and started a new life in the U S as immigrants. And they didn't really have a good command of English. So that was uh, the first challenge, but then, you know, working as a, one of my grandfathers was an attorney in in Cuba. And then when he got to the U S he started waiting tables because he, you, know, you can't really be an attorney here without going to law school. So it was a challenge for the family to to relocate and and come to this country. And it's been it's been one of those stories that to me has really propelled me in my whole life. You know, I'm very, very fortunate to be born in the US and very fortunate to have the opportunities that I have. And so um, that's some mindset that I've had my whole life. Fast forward a little bit now to more more recent time. So I, I went to college. I went to uh, grad school. I have my MBA, and I worked for. I've been working in technology for about twenty eight years. And about two years ago, I actually the timing with COVID actually right right around March, and um, you know many companies were sending their employees home, including mine. And as we were at home. I was thinking, you know, I, I wonder about real estate, something I've always really thought about, but didn't know a whole lot about. So I took the opportunity since we were at home anyway and weren't really going out very much to really just dive into real estate. And so I really devoured, you know, any book, podcast, uh, anything, YouTube video that I could, that I could get my hands on on it. And I just started getting educated. And after some time, I'd say about, maybe nine months or so, I felt like I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do to get more active into real estate. I decided at the time that I was going to skip 
the single family uh, rental approach and go straight to multifamily. And at the time, that was a bit scary, right? You you think, boy, you know, do, do you know what you're doing? Like you you know, if if you skip over a single family rental, isn't aren't you missing out on a lot of basic um, knowledge and learning? And while I do believe that being a single family rental owner and landlord is a great training, uh, I don't think it's necessarily required to be successful in multifamily real estate. So, and I met a lot of people throughout this whole process and they confirmed that fact with me. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to try it. So I went into it really head first about over just over a year ago. And I've just completed uh, my third uh, transaction here over the last few weeks. And yeah, that's how really quickly how it kind of got there. But it was one of those things where if I look back at the things that made made the difference for the real estate piece was was the fact that um, I surrounded myself with people that were mentors or people that I could talk to that knew what they were talking about and did a lot of education and just uh, had conversations. So is that... Yes. No, thank you for sharing that. And so when you're talking about your background and your grandparents leaving or fleeing from Cuba, it really resonated with me because it's very similar to my background too in my family because I'm also the first born here in the United States. My family had also left a war-stricken country and were refugees in the United States as well. So they basically had nothing here, didn't have any understanding of the English language. They had to learn everything from the ground up, didn't have a network here. And so for me, it really taught us and seeing how our parents worked so hard to build a strong foundation and lifestyle for us so that we could have the things and have our needs met so that we had a good foundation. And so we could you know, continue on and build up and grow and have more opportunities than they had when they first started and when they first came to the United States. Yeah, it, that's exactly... It sounds like very aligned to what I went through, just maybe a different situation. But but yeah, you know, I I think about it a lot. I think, you know, what would have happened if I was born there instead of here? And what if I grew up there? My life would be totally different. And I would not have the opportunities that I have now. I'm I'm sure of it. So, you know, it's something that I think about a lot. And sounds like you probably think a little <laughs> bit about that too. So I do. And so it's interesting too, because you know, coming from another country into the United States, the the culture is a little bit different. The way they think about money is it's a lot about it was save, get a good education, get a good job, good solid job, and then work the get a solid foundation and then work and, and get a secure financial future for yourself. Yeah. And then when we transitioned to the multifamily, it was thinking a little bit differently about we can partner with people, we can start doing and buying bigger things. And so these are the types of things that our parents because they would never introduce to these types of concepts and investment vehicles had never known about. And Mm -hmm. so for us being first generation here, it's like a mind opening thing that, Hey, these things are possible. Look at what other people are able to do. And how do we take that and hone that in for our own situations and build upon that for even greater opportunities for the next generation? Yeah, that's very well said. I mean, I think you're, you're absolutely right. The direction I'm going in my mind is, you know, part of, Part of like my firm is called Avanza Investments and Avanza in Spanish means to advance, to move forward. And part of my vision of what I've, what I've been doing is focusing on the immigrant community and helping them 
see opportunities like these that, you know, when, when you come into this country, even a first generation, even somebody born here from the first, the first time, probably has never even thought of an apartment even being an opportunity for an investment. It's just like, you know, from Mars, you know, like it, it doesn't make any sense. So exposing people to this being an opportunity and an option that, you know, frankly, a lot of Americans don't know about, much less immigrants. And so the fact that they can become more aware of it. And the other approach that I, I think a lot about too is, you know, what can we do for the immigrants communities that we serve with these uh, complexes that we purchase? So there's uh, one of the investments that we did was in Texas, the other ones in Florida, those are very heavily Hispanic uh, states. So part of my vision long-term is to see, you know, what, what can we do to help people you know, settle in a nice place to live that's comfortable, that is safe. That, and to me, that that's something that that speaks to to my heart, and, and I and I hope it speaks to the hearts of people that that come from a situation like that as well. Yes, no, absolutely. So for you, Dan, you know, you mentioned that once you started, you took the opportunity during when everybody was at home. It's interesting, right? When you have that extra time in your day without having to commute to the work, how your mind starts thinking about other things and it's now open to looking and searching for different ways that you you didn't allow yourself to look before because we're so focused on just one thing. And then when we have that privilege to actually sit down and just think about where we want our lives to go, how can we improve it and the different ways that are out there what we can come up with and who we meet along the way. And so you took that opportunity and you really ran with it, sounds like. Yeah, I mean, and thank you. I mean, that you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the space it gives you to think, you know, after, I mean, especially if you recall the first six months of COVID, you know, we were all just hunkered down in our houses wondering what's going on and not, okay, I guess we can't leave, you know. So. Can't meet anybody, can't right, talk, can't yeah, we're just at home. <laughs> right, so we had no idea, so... So I utilize that time to to just dive into this, and um, and it, it really has been an interesting growth personally for me. Now I'm in a new phase of of what I'm up to now. You know, my I'm about fifty fifty one years old, and my my thinking has been now. You know, what's what's my next chapter? Like what you know, I've I've been in technology for twenty eight years, and I and I enjoy it. It's not I I certainly enjoy the company that I work for and the industry that I've been a part of. But as I think about, you know, what would be a new adventure for me in the future uh, that I could make a bigger impact on people. And this, this really almost fell on my lap in a way as, as I started to dig into it further, the more clear it became to me. So how did you get into your first deal after you educated yourself, you yeah. deep dive, you started networking. How did that first deal come about for you? Yeah. Great question. So one of the things that I was concerned about when I wanted to get into multifamily real estate without having the single family background is that I don't want to make a big mistake. I'm fine making mistakes, but I don't want to make a mistake that's going to put me out of business you know, completely. So I decided to partner with a much more experienced investor named Mark Kenny. Oh, okay. Uh, with Think Multifamily. Yeah. He runs Think Multifamily. And so I joined up with his group and his team. And it's been a fantastic group. There's some very uh, experienced people in that group, very open, very sharing. Uh, people want to help each other. And so my deals right now have really all come through folks that I've met 
through interacting with Mark and the overall Think family. So that's how I got into it. And for me, if I, I have a level of comfort that I thought, okay, well, you know, I've got a very experienced person over my shoulder that will help me help guide me and make sure that that everything we're doing is is the best way we can do it. And uh, and that's been a big help. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. When you are looking for other ways to create income for yourself and things to impact the community and what you wanted your next chapter to look like, what was so appealing about real estate for you instead of some of the other investment vehicles out there or some of the other things that you could start? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I mean, my uh, background right now, I work in human resources and you know, when you're part of a company, you hear a lot about your 401k, you hear a lot about your retirement savings and, and the 401k is, is invested into the stock market and stocks and bonds. And I've heard that since, you know, I got out of college, it was drilled into me that this is how you invest and this is how you prepare for your retirement and such. And, and I, you know, I didn't know any better. I just, okay, you know, fine. I'll guess I'll contribute to that and see what happens in, you know, 30, 40 years, 50 years. But now, you know, as I've been getting exposed to different asset classes, real estate is just one of those that uh, that's very appealing. It and it's not just the the returns you can get, which are which are great. It's also a lot more predictable than the stock market. You can definitely do well with the stock market over time, but you're going to see a lot of roller coasters. And if you're going to be pulling out your money for retirement, you really have no idea what the stock market is going to be like the day you you need that money. And that's that's kind of unnerving, frankly. But multifamily real estate is a lot more predictable. We have pro formas, we have plans that we or we're going to hit, and we hit them. And so that's a big piece of it. And also the fact that the tax benefits you get are fantastic. That you can't get that through stocks and bonds. And and I don't think people really realize this is even something out there. Which is why you know I've been talking to people that in, in my circle trying to share the the concept of multifamily real estate of being a way to get some of those benefits without having to be, you know, a landlord, which a lot of folks working professionals don't have time or don't have interest to do. And one of the things you had mentioned earlier too, is when you look at different opportunities, you try to avoid some large mistakes because Mm -hmm. it could be very costly if we take down the wrong path. And it's harder to bounce back from those than if we just step a little bit, maybe a little bit more cautiously and look at maybe some more different risks and take a little bit slower steps to get to the next level versus just jumping right in and then potentially losing quite a bit. Yeah. So when you're looking at the deal itself, because you mentioned one of the ways that you hedge against that risk is you partnered with somebody more experienced who could help look over your shoulder and guide you. 
But in terms of the deal itself, what are some of the things that you look for also that you look for that makes it a good deal and that offsets some of that risks for you? Yeah, uh, well, there's a number of things. I mean, the things that come to mind immediately are, are things like the, you know, what does the market look like where that property is located? Is it a big job growth area? Is Are people moving there? Is there a lot of activity in terms of employers? Is there a big diverse employer base there that that's a huge one because you know we want to invest in, in areas where we're growing. So that thesis is what took me to the three deals that I'm that I've recently completed. One was in Jacksonville, Florida, one was in Fort Worth, Texas, and one was in Atlanta, Georgia. And all three of those markets are hot markets of people wanting to move and live there. And so the demographic trends are really positive in those areas. And then you know, really it's then about, okay, if if the market is a good market, then what about the property? What are the things about the property that are there opportunities to add value somehow to make it a more valuable property? Is there an opportunity to make it a better place to live for the residents that are there? And at the same time, you know, help, help increase uh, the returns. So that's one of the things I love about this is that there's a, there's a lot of, it's a very symbiotic kind of relationship where if you do what's right and you improve the property, you can also improve the returns. It's really cool how it goes together because not everything is like that. But but when you make some positive changes to, to improve something and can show the returns at the same time, it's, it's amazing. For those three deals, are you... And, you know, they would be things, well, you know, here's what we're doing here. Why, why, why are we doing that? Oh, well, it's because of this and this. Oh, okay, I get it. You know, and as you, as you work, more closely on a team like this, a very tight knit team that you stay in contact with for quite a while, um, the learning is even faster and and you can really uh, scale uh, your knowledge, which then, you know, scales your ability to, to be able to take on more, you know, in the future. How did you determine like what your interests are on the general partnership side as you were looking and learning about uh, multifamily syndications, this whole investment vehicle? Yeah, great question. Well, I uh, have a W two, and I enjoy my W two. I've something that uh, that to me, it's a great company that I work for. I'm in human resources. I help people, which is something that I always enjoy doing. And to me, working with people is something that I'd love to do. You know, with multifamily. So I decided to follow a route of of raising capital for these investments. Where I can talk to people, share you know what I've learned, um, and uh, help them understand you know the benefits of what of what it's about. So I saw myself more called to that than necessarily um, the spreadsheets of underwriting, or which you know I probably could do. But to me, my heart really calls for you know helping other investors that just wouldn't know about something like this, letting them know and exposing them to this this asset class, which is you know, pretty incredible. Um, and the fact that we can help the residents at the same time, it's just a great, a great story that I think, uh, that I think should be told. And it's, it's something that to me lights me up to, to talk about it. So, um, that's, I, I basically aligned, you know, my, my interests and where, where my heart kind of was pulling me to, uh, as you know, this is the area that I think I can add the most value with these, with these opportunities. And what's next for you, Dan? Well, I would like to continue raising money, continue spreading the word. I'm still very early in my, I mean, 
you know, like I told you, I started in March of 2020, so I'm still very early in my career, but I see this as being, you know, 10, 20, 30 year career, you know, as, as long as I can, <laughs> as long as I'm healthy, uh, uh, career for me, which is something that is, is a very exciting and that, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm at the start of it and, um, and I'm just uh, excited to get going and, and continue to grow and expose more people to this idea. How has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Well, it's really opened my mind to a whole new world of of opportunities in terms of uh, of what somebody can invest in. But but more than that, it's opened my uh, ah, gosh. How do I say it? I've, I've been exposed to a lot of people that I would never have met otherwise. I've been exposed to a way of helping people that I've never thought before. Um, and uh, to me, that's that's really motivating that that I can find something like that that's different than than what I've been doing for the last uh, 28 years. Um, and to me, that that that's what what drives me. So I want to continue continue doing that. If there was one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started, what would that be? You know, probably the biggest thing that that um, I think I, I would have done initially is probably uh, talk to more people earlier. Um, I, I spent some time, you know, diving into books and podcasts, which is great. And I eventually ended up starting talking to people that were more experienced than I was in this, but. I think if somebody is thinking about, well, how can I get into this and how can I uh, maybe speed up my process if that's interest to them, uh, I would say, you know, talk to people who have done it or are, are in the area, in the field and talk to them about what they think and learn from them and hear their feedback. I, I remember when I first started to get into this, I, you know, I was like, wow, what in the world is he saying? I have no idea. But you know, after a while, you know, you learn quickly and, and, and you catch on. And, and, you know, now I feel like I'm nowhere near, um, you know, a Jedi master or anything, but I am certainly uh, much further along than I was two years ago. And I hope that this continues over the next years that, that come. And then what is the one thing that sets these successful people apart in real estate investing? You know, I, I think in my case, and and I think in a lot of cases, it's really taking action. Um, you know, I um, I tend to to be a big researcher, so I research things a lot. But I I did force myself to say, look, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and so I decided to to really go all in. It was really a mental decision uh, to really get into this and and to say, okay, this is something that I really want to be focused on. Um, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make that happen. So to me, it was making that decision to move and to do things and to talk to people and to, and to get involved in a deal and in the second deal. So it's really, for me, it's been about taking action. Yeah, because there's a lot of people who are interested in real estate, but not necessarily committed to take those actions and those steps necessary to get them to that next level, move the needle to their goals or whatever they're aspiring to do in you know life or real estate. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think a lot of it has to do with self-reflection, honestly. Like, you know, somebody could decide that they think about real estate and they and they may say you know what I'm very busy and I just don't have the time or the inclination to to be uh active in this so maybe uh, being a limited partner or being a passive investor is really the right route whereas somebody else might think you know I 
but not only do I like this, this is something that I think I could see myself doing as a career in the future, then maybe, maybe being active is something, but it's, but it's all about self-awareness and self-reflection. You know, what is your priority uh, individually? Because I, you know, I think people should follow their heart and what, and what they really want to do and not, not just do something because, well, I heard so-and-so is doing this, so I'm doing it too. Uh, but you know, what really fits you as a person? I think that's really important to take that time to think about it. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit about your story with us here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And and if anybody wants to uh, check out anything that I'm putting out, my website is Avanza Invest, A-V-A-N-Z-A Invest.com, um, where you can find uh, me and some of the content that I've been putting out uh, on multifamily. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Dan. Thanks, Eileen. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, Check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.